Hi everybody, Tom Whitcomb here, host of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. All this week and next, I will be performing live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Bard's Apothecary at 9.20pm. If you or anyone you know is in Melbourne, please come and see your show. Uh, I will put a link to tickets in the show notes. If you have any friends down here, please spread the word. We'd love to see them. Uh, you can also get 10% off tickets by using the code RESPECT at checkout. Uh, also, if you haven't already, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, so you are alerted every time a new podcast comes out. That's it from me. Enjoy the show. Oh, hello there. Oh, hey. And welcome to yet another episode of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking, coming at you live from the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Except, I mean, so much as all of Melbourne is part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's not like a live show or anything. I'm coming from Melbourne, and also not live. But in I'm in Melbourne and uh, my word, did I just touch down straight into a panic attack? It panic attack. That's how. That is how rattled I am. I uh, for, for the fact that I haven't had to do anything since arriving, the amount of of uh, of anxiety that I'm experiencing doesn't really make any sense, and nor should make sense to anybody. Um, and yet here we are. Isn't the mind a fascinating thing? I got here yesterday, uh, off the flight, came back to the uh, the Airbnb. My Airbnb is. Um, we'll start here. It's it's kind of like, it's not Chinatown, uh, in the traditional sense, uh, where Chinatown is, as far as I can tell. Do you ever like? Do you ever look at a Chinatown and think, wow, if this wasn't owned and operated by Asian people, this would be kind of racist. If it was, if it was, it, Chinatown sort of feels like a suburban version of a novelty restaurant where they're like, it's everything Asian people could need. There's dumplings, there's crabs in aquariums, uh, there's, there, there's pharmacies that are, that are written in, in, in Mandarin letters, you know? And you're like, you know, Chinese people also need post offices occasionally. And like, don't worry about it. We've got, we've got big red archways for some reason. Um, I'm in I'm in uh, Chinatown in as much as I think all the Chinese people live here. Um, it is uh, it's I feel so out of place. I walked home from the gym this morning. I went to the gym at eight a.m. and at nine oh five, no, it must have been less at eight fifty five. That would have been because it was fifty minutes in the gym. At eight fifty five, there was a line outside the sushi restaurant. That sounds like a horribly racist joke, but no, it's just a thing I saw today. And then I walked, I, I came, I was looking for a cafe to, I don't know if you guys have heard, I don't, I don't know if this has made word to Sydney and the rest of the world yet. Um, Melbourne, at Melbourne, Australia, in Victoria, does quite good coffee. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if word has travelled Beyond the laneways. I don't know if you've ever met anyone from Melbourne before, but the coffee here is meant to be quite good. 
and so I thought, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go get, I'll go indulge. I'll go indulge in a soy flat white, uh, and and kind of you know, quite kind of hate myself for ordering it. I have a, I have a theory that coffees really can only have maximum two adjectives. I'll have a large soy flat white. That's as far as you can go. Because as soon as I have to order a large soy decaf flat white, now I feel like I'm being indulgent. You can have an almond cappuccino. You could maybe even have a strong almond cappuccino. A strong almond uh, cappuccino with two sugars. Now you're being a bit of a dick. So I went um, I went to look for a cafe, and there's a cafe right next to my apartment. And um, it was just... it was. Purely filled, both staffed and what's the verb for customer? <laughs> staffed and oh, there's a word. You know where there's a good word. There's a good word for this. Staffed and attended. Staffed and filled. Uh, none of it's quite right. Staffed and um, I still I keep I can't let it go. I got to keep going for it. Staffed and with other people in it buying things, exclusively uh, Asian people. Um, and there's, is it more racist to not state the specific nationality or to just have a wild guess? I think predominantly Japanese, but I can't be sure. Um, (laughs) so I, uh, and, and and I was like, is this, is this a good sign or not? I don't know. What's the stereotype here? What can I? What prejudice should I invoke? Do I presume that an, a purely Asian-staffed coffee shop makes good coffee or bad coffee? Is it just out of alignment with my tastes, perhaps? Because it had all of the hallmarks. If you took, if you if you just emptied the the venue, so it was just a, a an empty venue, you would think it has all the harm, hallmarks of a great of, of of a great wanky cafe. Everything's totally white. Uh, it's kind of like all all of the all of the prices uh, on a magnetic board hanging from below the um, the counter. There there are way more coffee grinders than there are people for some reason, and they all they sell coffee paraphernalia. That's always a good sign. If they sell filtered filters uh, and and uh, and espresso machines, then you know you're in a good place. This coffee is so good, it's going to inspire you to make it at home. That's when you know you're at a great cafe. So on the on the on the face of it, I was like, this this should do great coffee. But then uh, race got involved, and all of a sudden, I was just unsure. And it's kind of like you know, there's that meme about how if you see that there's a movie out and Nicolas Cage is in it, the fact Nicolas Cage is in it tells you nothing about whether the movie will be good or not. That's how I feel about Asians running cafes. Like this could be terrible or it could be excellent, and I just, I just don't know. I just do not know. And now, if you're thinking, "Wow, Tom, this has been very racially charged this episode so far," what I would like to point out is when I ordered my coffee from this place. So I, I hey, I bought it. I can, I contributed to the uh, Asian Australian community. Five dollars thirty of which is going straight to them, uh, plus a public holiday surcharge. So what have you done uh, for for? Uh, for diversity recently, <clears throat> um, when uh, when I ordered it, um, I was standing outside waiting for it because they had a lot of coffees to get through. And then uh, she went and handed my coffee 
uh, once it was ready to be collected, she handed it to the only other white man in the store. And that, I think, felt pretty good. That's when I, maybe we're not so different after all, you and I, obviously, because you think, you know, me and other white guys aren't so different after all. And that's what we have in common. And it's just nice. It's nice to remember that no race is infallible. We're all, we're all operating with the same biases. Um, you know, they, 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 I, I, my parents think that they might be triads. Their parents think that I didn't do enough at school. It's, you know, it all circles and roundabouts. (laughs) uh so yeah that's um that's where i'm at i'm in i'm in this um i'm in this uh, apartment building which is i think it's an airbnb and i think i'm the first person to ever airbnb it because the price was suspiciously low and then i didn't uh, this is I feel this is out of character for me i booked it and then realized there were no reviews on the property i was like oh does this place exist? Hard to be sure. Uh, it does. I can confirm, but you can tell it's just—it's just a little bit. It, any, any there's something about a one-bedroom apartment which just—it—it it just has a—it just has a real whiff of recently separated to it. Does that translate? Something about a one-bedroom apartment in a new build where you go, uh, bachelor not by choice, you know. Not incel, but not totally different. Um, uh, that's, that is how it feels. There is, a lot of, there is a lot of space. There is a lot of unused space and kind of useless space. It's very odd. Uh, it's, and these classic like new build apartments where everything on the... Everything on the outside looks amazing. It's all walnut and fresh cabinetry and the illusion of marble. But you just feel like if you if you pressed any of it in the wrong space, the whole thing would collapse. The water tastes weird. I don't know what that's about. I think it's just out straight out of fresh pipes. That's a bit confronting. You get in the elevator, most of the buttons don't work. Like they have they have ele- they have um, four Four, I think, elevate like calling the elevator spots, and as far as I can tell, one of them will reliably bring an elevator to you. Uh, I went down. There's a sauna and there's a steam room, but the steam room smelt just it, as if people went in. Uh, as if people went into the the the, the steam room. Uh, shaved all of the dead skin off their feet and then left. That's what the steam room smelled like. And then the sauna, I think, is a display sauna, as far as I can tell, because it told me to press a button, and I did, and nothing happened. And you went in, and nothing really seemed to be connected to anything else, and it was just a regular room with wooden panels on the wall. And I'm like, is this just to show me what a sauna does, in theory, look like? Because I knew that. Because uh, I don't think it has any other functionality. I'm not sure. There's the big pile of rocks in the middle of the room, but I don't think it's connected to anything. I don't I don't know. Do I have to heat my own rocks? Do I have to take the rocks to my room, put them in the oven for a little while, and then bring them down? Maybe that's how it works. It kind of The whole building sort of feels like, remember that episode of The Simpsons where they re- rebuild Flanders' apartment? And on the outside it looks great, but none of it works? That's sort of how it feels in here right now. How does a, room, how does a, how does a building 16 stories tall filled with, as far as I can tell, international students... 
have the slowest internet I have in- encountered in 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 the big pond era. In the in in the NBN era of of Australian internet, I I can I can barely illegally download things in here. I had to stream yesterday's UFC like a peasant. I I want it on my hard drive in case I want to watch it again later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I I I got to my Airbnb yesterday, and then I went out and I saw a show, saw a show straight away at four, and then uh, I went out with a mate for a beer. We were going to go see another show. And instantly we start, he's a comic and he's been here for a couple of weeks and he's talking about the festival director came to see his show and, and uh, the reviews he's been getting and it's been going well it's been, and he, the ticket sales and who else has been doing well and the showcases and who else is here and I could just feel my anxiety rising by the second. It was crazy. I was like, am I about to have a panic attack without even setting foot on an, a stage yet? Is that what's about to happen? I just... Um, Every every day I become a little bit more driven to go and get a formal diagnosis and start playing victim because it seems easier. Instead, I've got to hide it. i got to hide my mental faculties like like it's 2008 still. And I mean, sure, we all wish it was till 2008. Um, or 2007, 2008 was a tough time for my people, what with the GFC and all, but you know what I mean. Back before men had to have emotional depth, what a relief that would have been. You know, back when not being, not back when going a long time without crying was a point of pride, uh, and not a, a reason to book a psych appointment. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, 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 uh, I, I scurried away like a little, like a little girl, like a little. <laughs> that's did I did I betray my mental and emotional maturity there? I was like, so I, uh, I was feeling uncomfortable, so I left like a fucking chick. <laughs> no, it, I just it all got a little bit much, and I just said to this man, "Hey, you know what? I actually I'm just gonna go have some dinner at my Airbnb. I might catch up with you later." I wasn't catching up with him later. There was no way. So I um. I just needed I needed to get away and just kind of recharge a little bit. So I came back, I ordered some Uber Eats, I watched some TV, I called my girlfriend, uh, and I uh, got in touch with my emotions behind the privacy of a closed door, the way we always should. You only let people in. You only let the absolute essential people know that things are tough. All right, that's that's the way it works. You tell as many people as you need to to know that it's not going to spiral down even worse. And that's it. Don't you go one step further. Um, hey, again, for the people who listen to this who care, everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. I've had these feelings before. They pass. I've got my first show tonight. I've sold 10 tickets. Uh, I am, you better believe I'm referring. You want to hear, hey, can you hear this? Hear this, wait a sec. That's the sound of me refreshing my ticketing website. And let's see. Uh, 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 it's the same. It's the same as it was uh, 10 minutes ago, which is strange because it was actually the same as it was 10 minutes before that. Uh, in fact, it stopped moving entirely. It's actually pretty... I'm on 10 tickets tonight, which I know sounds bad. That sounds like... If you say, how are tickets how's it going? I've sold 10 for tonight. They'd be like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's like, no, 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 that's great news. I'm very, very happy with that. I've, uh, I've gone above and beyond yet again. Um, which is uh, which is the, the truth of, of the matter, if I'm honest. Ten is really good. I was on two yesterday. I've sold eight since then. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do the maths for you. You, you guys probably could have worked it out. And um, it's uh, it's it's not a place bad place to be. However, I was on two, and then I woke up and I checked it. And I was on eight, and I went to the gym and I came back and I was on twelve. And I thought, oh my god, it's ha- it's happening. I better start letting people know that they got to get in sooner if they don't want to sell out because I'm already at. I've I've had 
my my ticket sales have sextupled in the last few hours. Someone's better to let. Uh, is it too late to upgrade venue? Is the town hall free? Because this is going to get out of hand soon. And uh, then it went from 12 back to 10. I sat and refreshed on 12 for a while, then I went back to 10. You know, like in cartoons, when children are in detention and the clock starts slowing down so much and then it goes backwards? That's how it felt. It's like, how did... Do, do I offer refunds? Since when? I got I to... Gotta, Cut that out immediately. So, look, I'm hoping it's 3 o'clock now, 10 tickets sold, shows at 9, 6 hours. I'm hoping there'll be some people that like kind of post work or what? Oh, there's no work on today. Fuck. I'm hoping there'll be some people who've been leaving to the last minute who are just going to buy tickets on the door or just haven't confirmed their plans yet. But, look, I'm happy with 10. 10 would still be, this is depressing, 10 would still be the third highest attendance the entire way through Adelaide. That's sad. Um, so, uh, look, you know, it's... Um, it's 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 tomorrow is still looking pretty bleak, but maybe if today's anything to go by, who knows? I mean, let's do the maths. I'm on three for tomorrow, but I was on two for today, and uh, and I ended up on ten. So it's five. I I should expect another fifty percent on top of where I'm at today. <sighs> Why do I do this? <laughs> Why am I here? Every time, every time I go to the airport, there's a there's a part of me in the back of my mind. No matter whether I'm if I'm going for a holiday, or if I'm going for work, or if I'm going for uh, for, for comedy, or in the back of my mind, it's just a tiny little voice. It's like, just stay at home, Tom. You know, for the money you spent to come to Melbourne, you could have bought like ten PlayStation fives. Just stay at home. B- become a gaming addict. Never leave the house again. Doesn't it sound nice? A little cocoon. Make yourself a little cocoon in the living room with a stick, with a sleeping bag and a and an and an udi, and just pop your little head up with a little PlayStation Five controller, and that's all the world needs to see today. And then and then when the day is over, you just retreat back into it, uh, like a like a butterfly retreating to his cocoon, like a like a like a caterpillar who never who never actually becomes a butterfly. He just kind of he 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 gets into the cocoon. He's like, it's safe in here. I don't need anything more than this. I don't think. I don't need to become the fullest version of myself. I'll just stay as is and enjoy the newfound protection of the cocoon. Is this, I mean, this is weird, isn't it? Oh, this is very odd. I went to the gym this morning in Melbourne, went to a brand new gym. Uh, Went to BFT, which I believe stands for Body Fit Training or something. Uh, And uh, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys are big gym goers. I go to this thing called Virtus, which is sort of, it's CrossFit-like. I think there's like a spectrum of gyms in this sort of new class-based gym. I mean, you know, your your fitness firsts and your virgin, 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 virgin active. That's what it is. Uh, you, you you know, they're, they're they're their own thing. But in the spectrum of service gyms, you got to have on the far left, you got F forty five, which I believe is targeted in its brand positioning at pussies. I think that's. I think that's their target market is, uh, you know, very effeminate men and women who don't like to challenge themselves too much. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe some of you go to F45. Every time I've gone, they're like, uh, we're going to do deadlifts now. Uh, so we have a range of weights. There's the 10 kilo uh, barbell for those of you who are new. And for you kind of more uh, plate head guys, for the, for the strong metal class, we have 15 kilos. Like, oh, good. Great. So if you just want to deadlift a thousand times, uh, that'll and don't be wrong, it is hard, but it's also bullshit, you know. Give me some, give me some Arnie style, uh, 
OHS violating metal barbells. That's what that's what I want to do. I want something that if dropped will do some damage to somebody. Um so that's uh there's that F45 on the right and then the other end is like CrossFit, which I think is more kind of that Arnie's, you know, just oh sometimes CrossFit can be kind of glitzy. This is kind of right in the middle, body fit. Like it's it's definitely harder, it's a little bit more impressive looking, but it also is quite gay. I don't know how better to put it than that. It's very shiny. The music sucks. The music's terrible. But uh, but the, the training was good. I had a good time. But there was this guy there who was doing the training, but I think he also might have been a trainer there, who was just such, you know, he was this, He I, I couldn't tell, because he had like a nose piercing and stuff. I couldn't tell if he was a straight sex pest or a charismatic gay guy. Because there's a there, it's it's a it's a fine line. It's a fine line because on one they both talk to women with the confidence that comes with it not mattering how they respond, but only one of those two men really feels that way. The other one's just quite good at faking it. Does that translate? You ever see like a like a very openly out gay man? Uh, chat to a very attractive woman and be like, well, if I had the confidence to talk to her the way he, and he's like slapping her ass and stuff and she's loving it. You're like, this is, this is a technicality, surely. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it's, it can be, it can be problematic. And this guy was riding that. I mean, this guy, I don't know if he's going to, there is a part of me that thinks he could end up maybe listening to this. Maybe. I think it's a stretch. So I do feel a bit bad about this, but surely if he listens to it, oh, this will be out. Oh, this will be out tomorrow. He won't find it, surely. It would be insane if he listens to it. So I'm just going to say it. He had tattooed on one arm uh, a bulldog or like a pit bull or something. On the other arm, a scorpion. On one leg, a snake. And then on the other leg, a uh, the, 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 the numbers 999 in gothic writing. He's about five foot four and he would not shut the fuck up. Now, if he's a straight man and you're a straight woman and you end up dating this guy, whatever he does to you, you deserve. Whatever whatever horrible treatment he... No, okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, okay, I'm hearing this out loud as I'm saying this. Obviously nothing against the law. I hope that becomes... Fuck, oh man. You ever see a career flash before your eyes? I'm saying she deserved. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What I what I mean is like if the, when this guy never calls you again out of nowhere, when this guy gets you pregnant and then immediately goes to follow his dreams of living in the outback, you need to come. You need to have a little bit of culpability. There are only. I mean, this guy got red flags permanently inked into every limb. And at that stage, I can't help you anymore. You've got to take some. You've got to take some accountability. This guy, he's got a nose piercing. I don't think he was gay. He just there was something quite effeminate about him. But at the end of it, he was. Like, you ever see people for the original uh, the the Office UK fans out there? Every now and then, you see a guy who's like, "Does this person is are they trying to be David Brent? Are they trying to be David Brent Sporting Edition? Because this is what this guy was doing." Some girl was talking about her AFL time trials and about how she um, her her two k time trial was eight minutes. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, my best ever was like seven forty five, but I've gone way off now. I'm like, 
805, 807. Yeah, it's it's got it's got you know, and then he starts telling this like long winded story about his reserve grade footy career that goes nowhere, name dr- dropping names that no one recognizes. Truly, oh, I I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't work there because then I've I've paid for a trial membership. I've I've kept him alive a few more days by proxy. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing. I went to the gym. I thought that would be good for my mental health. I went for I went for mental. Yeah. Do I did I just did I just sigh at myself for talking about mental health as if it's not a cultural anyway? I went to um went to the gym this morning, had a little bit of a walk, had a very disappointing coffee, tipped it down the sink, which felt a, a tad racist, but I don't think it was. I just you know, you you're a straight white man in twenty twenty three. You're gonna just have guilt about everything you do. You got every action you take. You're like, am I marginalizing a group of people by doing this? Uh, and then I went and had lunch with a good friend of mine, Anthony Lucascio. It's also here for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and uh, that was good. That was nice just to have see a, a friendly face and just to talk some talk some shit. Just to just just get back. Just be blokes being bloody blokes. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> and um, gee, I did not miss a beat of just getting straight into talking about all the same stuff. I've been checking reviews every single day. It's it's so toxic. I know it's terrible for me. I know it's a terrible idea. This is a review that I just read. Um, the show moves between PowerPoint presentation, poetry, ASMR, and song, like individual vignettes from their TikTok feed. Oh, does that is that a compliment or is that the most hof, is that the most hectic? put down a reviewer could possibly get. If someone described, I mean, they know what they're doing. Imagine doing a comedy show described as ASMR. How was the stand-up that you saw last night? Oh, you know what it reminded me of is someone brushing uh, the, the back of their cheek on a microphone for 35 minutes for free on YouTube. Kind of had that vibe to it. Oh, and there was a song and poetry. Song and poetry. Either put poetry to music or don't. We don't need both, you know. <laughs> uh, it's um, so there's a. I, I'm hoping there's a very well-known reviewer in the UK who's kind of the guy. It's like the go-to Edinburgh Fringe reviewer uh, has made a lot of enemies. I think with comedians who uh, hate him until they like until he likes them, and then I don't know. Then I think they become indifferent. Apparently, this guy just gets absolutely bullied. At uh, every artist event he goes to, but uh, he hasn't reviewed me yet. So as far as I'm concerned, he's a great guy and probably just misunderstood. I actually do think whenever I read his reviews, especially of Australian acts, I think that seems pretty fair. That seems pretty spot on for this person, and uh, I think he's going to come to my show at some stage. And I have already written both the one and five star reviews I could see him giving me uh, before I eventually come to terms with the fact I'll probably get. Oh, I feel uncomfortable making this prediction on the podcast. I'll probably get three stars. I think that's what's going to happen. It seems like the good rule of thumb is three and a half, three and a half stars for a newish act, one he hasn't reviewed before, is really good. That seems pretty standard. Like the good new acts get three and a half stars. The, uh, the, the, the decent established acts get four stars. Four and a half and five is like a decent act who has a great show this year. I think it's pretty unlikely that someone gets... Consistent fives and four and a halves from this guy. 
So I, I've kind of resigned myself to like three and a half would be a great result. Three would be par. Anything less would be a touch disappointing, I think. Uh, I've seen one two and a half star from a uh, comedian that I know on his website and uh, I would really prefer to not be associated with them. Just on a, just, you know, when you're like, just when your perception of reality is called into question, when you're looking down, when you look at the world around you and like, well, I'm nothing like that person, obviously. And they're like, oh no, you are. I had a conversation with a friend recently about a, a, a coworker that we used to work, I used to work with, who left my company and went to work with my friend. And uh, I started bitching about this guy to my mate. And he goes, I knew you guys would hate each other. You're too similar. And I'm like, too si- did you not just t- hear me talk for like five minutes about how I don't like this guy? And now you're telling me I'm the same as him? Now I don't like you too. Maybe we're too similar. How about that? Um, th- well, that's what I fear from this comedy review. I am hoping if I get... Guys, you've already heard firsthand on this podcast how quickly my ego gets out of check. If I get four stars, I might see if Melbourne Town Hall's available for a last-minute show. I reckon I could sell a 1,000 tickets at a drop of a hat. Sure, I've sold about 32 so far across 12 shows, but I don't think... Do you want to hear... Let's see. What's changed in the last seven minutes? Have I lost two more sales? We're up to 12. Do you hear that? Guys, you were a part of history. Now... I'm I I have been fooled before. I thought I was at I I've thought I was at twelve at a at a different time, and I turned out to be wrong. So who knows? Oh man, what about now? What about? Come on, fourteen. <laughs> it's like crack, uh, except more expensive. <laughs> uh, what else do I have to tell you guys? Look, um, I think we're 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 we're, we're closing out. We're coming up to thirty minutes, and that is traditionally what 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 uh, this podcast tends to last. Um, what should I What should I talk to you about? Ooh, some big numbers on the podcast last week. Good for me. That's nice. That's nice. It's very nice. That's the... Uh, guys, I don't know. If you, if you listened to last week, guess what? You were part of the most listened to Show Some Respect Tom Whitcomb's Talking Podcast since... February. That's not that. It's quite recent. Well, you know, 12 tickets though. That's pretty good. Uh, look, guys, uh, I'm, I'm about to, I think I'm about to wrap this bad boy up in a short, in a short moment, in un momento. Before I do, um, I will let you know some exciting news this week. Uh, as part of my pledge to you to reach 100 Show Some Respect episodes in 2023, I, I'm going to start doing some, some podcasts with a couple of guests. And the first episode will be out later this week. Yes, that's right. Uh, I probably shouldn't have committed to that. Maybe not. But I hope, I hope, maybe Thursday or Friday, I have to set aside some editing time. But uh, my good, good friends, Alex Malinkovich and Sam Bowden, hosts of the Woe Free Lunch podcast, will be joining me for the first episode of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb Has Company. That is the name of my podcast with guests. I was saying to these guys, I, you'll hear when we start, like the first thing is I, uh, I, say, something, I say something arrogant and Alex goes, ah, oh, he's in character. And I was like, oh yeah, what am I on this podcast when there are other people here? I know who it is when, the, like I don't even like, I don't know who I am when my girlfriend's in the next room. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't hear any of this. I don't know who this guy is with the microphone, but it's not the man she's going to marry. So um, 
something to look forward to. We had a lot. Of, we had a very fun time on the podcast. It was definitely. Uh, it felt. It, f- it had a different vibe to it, which was fun. It was nice to do something a little bit different. Uh, I tell a story about uh, a time visiting a sex therapist, which I don't think I've told to. I've told to very few people in my life, let alone on a uh, on a, a national say international stage. So, uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to. That will be great. And I'm hoping to bring you a few more of those kinds of things. A couple more, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Podcasts with guests. Group podcasts, is that the term? Uh, That is the plan. Still on 12. They haven't refunded yet. It's all good. Happy days. Um, What else? What else? I'm having a bit of a flick through the Daily Mail to see if there's anything to, to go ahead and riff off. Eight-year-old climbs equivalent of eight Mount Everests. What's Daily Mail? What has happened? Am I in the wrong Daily Mail? Um, couple. Oh, here we go. Six-year-old can join twins celebrate a major milestone together. That's more like it, Daily Mail. Thank you. I was diagnosed with cancer at fourteen. Now I'm training to be a doctor. Man, it's a low bar for news now, isn't it? All right. No, I don't think. I don't think any of this is is real. I, what I will tell you about what I want to talk about next week is I, I um I did see the uh, Louis Theroux the uh, Louis Theroux documentary. Has anyone watched? Okay, I'll, I'll talk about this briefly. Louis Theroux had a show before he had his uh, before he had his like documentary series, the the one offs. You know, Louis and the Nazis, Louis and the Most Hated Family, whatever. He had a show called Weird Weekends. Louis Theroux, when he first started, was such a fucking smartass. He was such a little. He was such a little shit. It's so great to watch. It's so funny. Um, so I watched a, a Louis Theroux all about life coaches in Las Vegas. It's pretty great. There is a guy out there who is. Uh, I, I remember for those of you who also. Uh, suffered from low self-esteem in the mid-2000s, who also read The Game. (laughs) The Game. I have uh, have to do some deeper exploring this. I got way too drawn into the world of... I got really drawn into the world of pickup artists when I was about 18 or 19 years old, but I feel okay about it because I couldn't make any of it work. I think I'd feel guilty about it if I used any of it successfully, And, and not through lack of trying. I read the manuals... I, I illegally downloaded some PDFs and it did not do me any good. Uh, but the game is, yeah, it's, it's a it's a book all about pickup artists, which was, I mean, it's kind of, the, the game is kind of uh, a little bit more justifiable because it's sort of a, there's something voyeuristic about it. Like it could just be a really good novel about the world of pickup artists and how weird it is. But it is also sort of a manual of how to trick women to have sex with you. Uh, that doesn't always work. And that's the part that I took exception with. And um, in the game, there is a part where he meets this guy who's, a, who's like a, an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, which is kind of a fancy word for hypnosis, sort of. There's a kind of hypnosis element to it. And I'm pretty sure that's the guy who's in this Louis Theroux documentary. And this guy... Oh, I think there needs to be some kind of court order to set a precedent as to whether what he is getting is truly consent. Because these women, he he is... he. It, if you're a man who's learned to be a hypnotist, you should have to do some thorough background checks. It should be harder to get 
a hypnosis license than a gun in America because you could do possibly even more damage. Um, but I would say there are, there are these scenes where he kind of shows off what he can do and he, he he's this ugly-looking dude. He is like... He looks like a, a high school biology teacher who probably should have retired years ago. That's the kind of vibe he gives off. And yet, he is just picking up these like gorgeous model types off the street in Las Vegas. And um, it, it, it is... We, my partner and I watched this together, side by side, and she to use uh, a little Gen Z term, was getting the ick. Hey? Hey, any 19-year-old girls listen to this podcast? Enjoyed that? No? No, not, you're kidding. That's crazy. Um, she was getting very uncomfortable by what this guy was doing to these women. She's like, oh, my God, this so disgusting. This made me feel sick. And I was watching it going, yeah, it's, it's disgusting, trying to cover up the notes I was making on my iPhone. Like, how, how could you do this? I would, oh, Give me, a, give, me, give me a day of that kind of power. I don't even need to convert it. Just give me, I'll just get the consent and go home. I, we didn't even have to do anything. Um, is that a weird note to end? Come on, Daily Mail. Give me a funny thing. Paris Hilton shares sweet new snaps with her newborn baby. Paris Hilton's a mother? God help all of us. Paris Hilton. Mom, you remember when Paris Hilton put up that show on Netflix and everyone's like, hey, you know, Paris Hilton is actually really smart. It's like, fuck off. No, she isn't. I don't have any. I don't have any justification for that. <laughs> Fuck off! No, she isn't. Why not, Tom? Don't worry about it. Paris Hilton shared that her baby's name is Phoenix Baron Hilton Riem. Hmm. Forty-two-year-old. It's just forty-two-year-old has a baby. Oh, born via surrogate. There we go. That makes more sense. Here we are. I would. I, I reckon. If I could afford it, I'd get a surrogate. Seems just less work for everyone. Just be like, yep, it's like putting a down payment on a uh, on a house that's bought off the plan. Just let us know when we can when it's ready to move in, and we'll see you in like eight to nine months. Sounds great. All right, I think that's going to do us for this week, guys. It's been fun. <sighs> Monday, the tenth of April. I have twelve, thirteen. Including today, 13 days at the Melbourne Comedy Festival to make a bloody career of this. Guys, it's make or break time. So not next episode, but the one after, we can say for sure whether or not I am quitting comedy. <laughs> not to be dramatic or anything. Anyway. Hey, uh, if you're in Melbourne, please come down and see a show. If you're in Sydney, make sure you come to the Sydney Comedy Festival. But... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll leave you guys to enjoy your week and, I, and I'll see you next week on Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. <laughs>